make it move, Javante Davis Living young, got room for patience This a dope podcast, it ain't drugs when we move the bases Houston, we got a problem, taking off like the Rockets This a three-man weed, coming at you with topics Get to hit me with logic, baby, showtime's back You slow, catch up, you run a 4-9 flat It's imperative, transitioning from changing the narrative You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week Come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week We come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it what up good people out there in the world you already know who it is you got your three favorite guys from your favorite podcast the three man weave podcast which was always your favorite guy cannon also i got with me your other favorite guy your uh-huh. boy hill uh-huh. hill regardless baby let's get it and then you have aj the black sheep of the trio, Williams. I guess, I, I guess I'm the least favorite guy. I mean, I, I guess I can be a favorite, but if this is your favorite, Ken is your favorite, and Hill is the second favorite, I'm just the favorite, I guess? Yeah. You know. eh. Well, look, you can catch us on all major podcast platforms, Three Man Weave, Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave. Underscore, you can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. Listen to everybody that was that uh joined us on our Facebook live that we tried to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an audio issue, so instead of just trying to fix it on the fly and waste your time, we just decided to end it. So, next time we'll do it, it's going to be 100% correct. Yeah, we're going to hit our guys up, we're going to get a tutorial on it, and mm-hmm. so. Of course, we could have just, you know, we could have just tried to fix it on the fly and just tried to just kept the land. Y'all ain't doing nothing but so much anyway. <laughs> but we respect y'all time because y'all are spending y'all time with us. So we decided to end that and come to y'all correctly. Absolutely. So y'all gonna catch us on YouTube as y'all as, as some of y'all do. Y'all gonna catch us on all major podcast platforms like y'all normally do. And we're gonna just continue to try to uh, progress and get better. And you know, sometimes you fumble. I mean, we try to go for the hail mary and. AJ didn't catch it. I mean, you know, it is what it Excuse is. Excuse me? You the tall they... one. You the tall one. That's why I see. See how yeah. I knew you going to get offended. You throw the Hail Mary to the tall guy. You the yeah, tall but, the, but the short guy bumped me because he wanted to be the star, so he knocked me out the way. Hey. He's supposed to come ready. see you, Otis. <laughs> get, get ready and stay ready at all times, man. You already know. Episode 71. Big Saturday. 71. Oh, ho, ho. Hold on, you hold on, you you think you at brunch? Yeah, man. I, I'm li- I'm living my best life, man. I gotta do things <laughs> to, look, to got, excite look, myself look, in the crib, man. And it's like this ain't even my normal swag, but it's like, bro, I'm tired of the same old, same old. So it's like I got, I got to switch it up, man. I'm at brunch, man. There's some bacon out there on the counter. <laughs> you, even, you even talking differently? Like, <laughs> He got put the see. I guarantee you, if, if if we go, if we pan the camera, he got the brunch boots on with some rips in his jeans. Man, I'm in, a, I'm in the house. I ain't got no shoes on, but um, who is he? Know, I got some brunch boots now. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> now, 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 I'm about to say now. Unfortunately, but this is a good celebration 
aspect of the time for you, um, AJ. You're going through, um, you're celebrating Ramadan, right? Absolutely. And yeah. I always commend you at this point. This is when I get a uh, like a, a keen respect for you at this time of the time of the year. I never told you that, but like and he only respect me one month out of twelve. I mean, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> you better take it. <laughs> Other than you, um. Like me personally, I I know my uncle. I know he, you know, he's going through it. But closely, you and my um, my bro Salim, y'all go through it. And y'all, you know, y'all, y'all put your head, you know, head up, and y'all go, y'all, y'all take it every, y'all take it in stride. I think it's tough to be quite honest, because I don't have to go through it. But I, like I said, I, I get a respect for y'all. Um, personally, um, you know, Cannon been, you know, researching it. He may be, he may be doing it or been trying to do it. You know, never. I just respect. I I respect Ramadan. I, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not. I don't. I'm not Islamic yeah. or. I get you. You know, Muslim, but I, think, it just, I don't know what to say. But I just know. I, right. I, well, I, you said I, it well. Me, you said me, it well, man. So, you know, it is. It's a. Uh, it's it's not meant to be easy. It's not something that you can just say. Oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going to knock this out. But uh, it, it's meant. It, it's like. I won't use that analogy because Capital Office Opportunity is a non-hazing organization. What I will say is it's just meant to really teach you how to appreciate the things that you have. It, it teaches you how to, you know, gain that mental clarity. It's a time for, you know, praise, prayer, worship, and really understanding the important things are putting yourself in the shoes of the less fortunate. That's, why, that's one of the reasons for the fast is to understand that there are people out there who don't you know have the meals but it's also a way to cleanse your body you know you know one of the biggest weight loss trends and health trends is actually fasting a lot of people do intermittent fasting i actually do intermittent fasting uh on a daily so that's the best thing that works for me yeah so when it when it actually comes time for ramadan it's at the hardest part for me is not the fasting of food it's more so of the water not being able to drink anything throughout the day uh, and so it's about it's about 14 hours so really with a newborn it's been hard just because usually you get up around you know five six o'clock so you can eat before the sun comes up but if your newborn has you up at four o'clock and then you're trying to get some sleep and then it's like well shit like well shoot i gotta wake up <laughs> in another hour so now i'm up and so it's throwing me off a little bit but usually these first these first couple of days are usually the hardest, but after that, I usually get in the groove and it, 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 I breeze right through. Um, Twenty what? Twenty one more days left, so I'm ready. You know, I'm good. Yeah, man. Um, to piggyback off that, I always get invited. Um, that's one thing I like about the Islamic religion. Um, it's so inviting. Every year, lots of people that I know that participate in Ramadan, they always invite me to partake. Um, and like Hill said, I've been doing more and more research because I, I literally, I wanted to participate this year, but I did my research too late. And like when, <laughs> when I found out everything that I needed to be, it's like, I don't know if I did enough preparation beforehand of being ready for the liquid part of it. Like you said, AJ, I'm good with the food part. Um, but, uh. I don't know if I'm in a spot in my life yet where I can go without the liquid. Um, but the beauty part of the religion is, is you could take you could take baby steps and you could do what you can do 
Um, any That's sacrifice, the of it. yeah. Any sacrifice that you can make, grab a dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, for for what you believe in is ultimately, and it's like it goes perfect with your analogy with Kappa, because um, regardless of us being a non-hazing organization, if you want to become a member of Kappa or probably any other. Um, fraternity or sorority, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. Now, some sacrifices are different. It could be physical. It could be emotional. Um, it could be, you know, whatever. Um, but you're going to have to make a sacrifice to achieve um, that goal. And I think ultimately people, you know, who participate in Ramadan, they want they want to find enlightenment every year. They want to also, you know, as a year passes, you want to be a better you than you were last year. So if it's like I could fast at the end of a year and try to do away with those things that weren't productive to me the year before, I think it's just a, it's just a great thing and a great outlook on life. Only reason the like reason why I got like a high respect for it because I know people that do that go through Lent and like I've been, I've participated in Lent numerous times, but. I would just count down the days of, oh, let me hurry up and get to back what I what I gave up lit for. Yeah. So like, was I really participating like to the highest degree, or was I just doing a countdown? You know, was I following a trend? So the people that take lint seriously, I commend you all as well. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? No, you know, but every just take it seriously. If you're going to do whichever you decide to do, just take it serious and do what is what is what it's supposed to be for. Now, real, so you can become a better person. Real quick, Hill, uh, Lent. And that's another thing. That's the beauty of religion, period. Uh, maybe t- Lent saved my life. I'm going to just keep it real with y'all. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to hold y'all. In college, Hill, you know, AJ, you know, I used to smoke black and miles. Um, mm-hmm. And I used to chain smoke them. And I was starting to have issues, like, with my lymph nodes, like, around my neck. Um, and... I would inhale a black and it would still hurt and I would still keep doing it to myself, right? Um, so I knew like smoking was a problem, but it was like just being ignorant and just wanting to just feel like I had to smoke a black, right? And so I called Ralph, uh, our bro, and he probably don't even know this story, right? It was his literally his birthday and I called him and I was bored. I said, bro, what you doing? I said, it's your birthday, drinks on me, we out, right? And he literally said, bro, thank you so much. I wish I could, but it's Lent. And I gave up alcohol for Lent, right? And so I I was impressed because at the time, Ralph was like a drinker. And I was like, yeah, he's turning down free alcohol. And I was like, I was like, yo, that inspired me. I was like, I want to give up something for Lent too. And he said, well, what you going to give up, bro? And I said, I'm going to give up something that that's. I know I need to give up. I said, I'm going to try my best to, I'm not going to smoke blacks during Lent, right? And so I started that, man. And, and I'm telling 48 hours into this Lent Hill, I felt mm-hmm. 10 times better. And so I literally went and I prayed <clears throat> to God. I said, God, God right, damn it. I said, I said let's go. The best, the best part of it. I, I said, God I said, God, I said, I haven't won, I haven't smoked a black in two days. I said, I'm going to finish this Lent thing out. And I said, if it's your will, I want to be done with blacks forever. And I ain't smoked a black since, bro. I ain't smoked a black since. And I almost did at our first anniversary at Park 
uh, when when I first moved up here. But it was like uh-huh. they had just passed the law that uh you couldn't smoke inside the buildings no more, and it was freezing that day. And I was about to go outside on a little smoke deck, and when I stepped out there, it was so cold. I just gave the black to a dude, and I and I walked back in, man. But Ralph, yeah, Good Ralph, job. Ralph saved me, yo. Man, I've always said smoking is like, like I really feel bad for people who are addicted to like cigarettes and just whatever smoking, because if you are addicted to something that'll make you stand outside in freezing weather, just to get a fix of that, oh, that's a problem. You got, you have a problem. Like, like I'm not, like you don't just stand outside just cause. Like I'm not about to just stand outside (laughs) in freezing cold to eat a taco. No, nope. like no, like that's a problem. Like that you, is. like I, so. I, I really feel bad for people who have like addictions to cigarettes, ni- like nicotine in general, crack. People so big for that. <laughs> Whoa, like that's a fact. Okay, though. that's a fact. Shout out to Ralph though for save for saving my life, man. Got a question? Do y'all watch um, Insecure? Absolutely. I, I uh, I'm a, let me preface it like this. I watch it reluctantly, through the, view, <laughs> through the views of a hater, um, <laughs> and that's just how it is. And this y'all favorite guy, but I, but I do watch it. But at least I'm telling the truth. Like I could be a hater and, and lie about it, like most haters Who do. Don't tell the truth on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, we do. But I'm just saying, you know, most haters deny being a hater, right or wrong. Yeah. True. Well, we also need to work on that definition of a hater, but that's a topic for another time. That is very true. Yeah, so so look, right, we, we watching, up, I had a quick little tangent going on. Growing up, in my era, kids was wilding. They was blowing up school, shooting up school. They was wilding out. So my mom, my mom made a conscious effort. She said, you know what? I'm about to pay attention to you a little bit more than what I'm doing. I'm gonna get your ass on this porch. <laughs> Pretty much, you know what I'm saying. So I had to spend some time. I had to spend more time with her. So what she came up with was we had to watch TV one night of the week. Together, so I was not. Yeah, together. <laughs> I wasn't gonna give up uh, none of my uh, my wrestling days. You know, none of none of my prime days that I really watched my shows by myself. Monday so, night. So, but but what happened was I ended up gravitating toward basically. Female shows, mm-hmm. so insecure. That's 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 right up my alley. If that's the case, right. <laughs> yeah. The only I'm I didn't say I didn't text a few people. I'm only in the Lawrence Hive now for nostalgia purposes. He disappoints me every single week. Yeah. Which is why I've never been in the hive. Go ahead, AJ. Fam, I really be sitting there. I be really sitting there watching the episode. Like, don't do that, Lawrence. And what he do? Yeah. Just like, just like the last episode. Spoiler alert coming. So if you haven't seen last week's episode, what was it? Episode two or three? Uh, I think it's three. Yeah. Episode. If you haven't seen episode three, please. And don't listen to. It's been plenty of time. Hey. Who cares? Go ahead. So yeah, they, yeah, it had time. It's pandemic. As as he's as he's sitting there watching all his friends' story, I'm like, Issa's story gonna come up. He gonna he gonna he gonna say something. <laughs> he can't help himself. And then you know, I think I mentioned this to Hill, and I, I mentioned it to somebody else. I can't remember, but they were like, "What's so bad about you know just responding to the story?" This is me. That was my question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was you. It's like, what's so bad to respond to the story? It's not 
responding to the story. It's not the the reaction to the story that's going to be the problem. It's the fact that now, Lawrence, you have a shorty, bro. Yeah. And yeah. for one, they close. Like, yeah. they cool. I don't, so that's, that's you, 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 that's you know how that's going to happen. Like, oh, yeah, Lawrence, he, you know, we he, he's been DMing me this, this, and that. It's go, it's going to come up. And it's ne- <sighs> there's, there's no way that you can finesse that. I don't care even if you show the conversation. If you show the conversation, it's still not going to look good. So it, it's just a hole that you really don't want to dig. Especially, especially with it being the awkwardness between the two, you get what I'm saying. So, like, you didn't ha- like you didn't have to. You didn't have to. The story wasn't that fire. You didn't have to send a reaction to the story. It's the it's the world we live in, man. Like people, people, people want to. <laughs> if you put they, it they that to. way, <laughs> if you put it that way, because it was his ex. Okay, I get it. You should not be you. you he should just block there if that's the case. But he and don't feel like it's, a, it, it's nothing to hide, though. So why block her? So, they, and that's so, why so all it's, he it's, did was hit the laughing emoji. It's nothing to hide. And if anything, to me, you know how anybody many looks thirsty in, in a situation of laughter, it's, it's Issa to me because, one, you knew that was his shorty spot, right? You made sure... That you would add to be seen, so it's like, who who's really who really hung on the other one? That yeah, that and because she, she said it to herself when she was talking to her brother. Hold on, AJ. That's the part that you got mad at. That's yeah, the, that's, that's, that's the Lord. That's not even. That's not even. That's the part that got you. <laughs> got you disappointed, in Lawrence. No, I couldn't. No, trust me. That's just the. That's just where I'm starting. That's just a starting point. It's just a starting that is, point. That is just a starting when they point. Because when they was in the kitchen. Yeah. That's what. I, that's what, I just. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, you just went see, full hole, bro. But that's what I'm saying. This is a starting point. This is this is, this is a buildup. This is a buildup, you know? You know, I, I just got the inbound. I'm, I'm coming up court. It, it is a buildup. You build know up. me. And then I'll coming, tell you why. I'm coming up court. I'm that's coming up court. That's why I'm not in the hive, because it is a buildup with Lawrence, man. And it's a buildup for a letdown. That's why if you Every are in the hive. Every single time, it's just like, bro. And first off, like, he, he's too emotional. Look at him, Every emotional. Time. He's a emotional. Look at you. All he's the a time. millennial man being portrayed. Like, of course they're gonna make him a. Emo- That's what they want. But once yeah. a- Cannon, you know a Lawrence. We all do. I do know. We all do. I do have we all one do. friend. Who, so it's accurate. Yeah, he always like whatever a sh- if a shorty say something like he he'll get down and all he he need to pick me up and everything, man. <laughs> a lot of you weren't raised on pimp seeing too short in the shows. Exactly. Oh, it showed. And so like, but my whole thing with Lawrence is like, bro, you you have it. You are here. You, like you had your glow up. Like you had your glow up. I think he glowed up with the woman too, because Issa she she basically asking his shorty for help. Yeah, and, I, so, and how is that? Like, how is that possible? That was just unfortunate. Like that was no, no, like it's it's, of, it's, un, it, it's unfortunate, but coincidence, you know. It's unfortunate, but I'm dead. As, as, I'm dead as, 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 I'm Lawrence. As, as Lawrence, isn't that kind of a it's good a, scenario for you? That's like a. 
a feather in your cap now. Like, this is my shorty, and like, you need her. I, no, I don't even want y'all to talk to each other. So no, I'm. I understand that, but just going so off. There we of go. What, just, just going off of what happened. Let like, it die. Okay, let's 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 let's, let's dig deep in. in that situ- in that situation right then and there. Basically, your new girl is working with your ex girl, and you know oh, they talking, they trying to you know they they like each other, they friendly. What would you what would you do right there? I'm trying to sabotage a relationship. That's what I'm doing. I'm on some Joe. I I, I listen. I'm gonna have to go Joe status if you're trying to infiltrate. <laughs> if you're trying to infiltrate. The confines of of my <laughs> privacy. <laughs> so which 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 status are we? Which Joe are we talking about? You, no, Joe you. From you. Uh, uh, I, I just want I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> you, you want to borrow this? You want to borrow this hat for a disguise? Uh, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> hey, hey, AJ, respond. <laughs> I get what, what you're would saying. you do. I get what you're saying, but I'm just like I'm looking at it through the lens of emotional Lawrence. So mm-hmm. emotional, I I know I can't do that. That's a plea. But no, no, no. I have. I, I'm just because nothing Lawrence is nothing Lawrence is doing is like how I would do it. So for me personally, I'm like but for one, you shouldn't text her. But just tell us how you are. Uh, you sure? Oh, let's talk about it. So what Lawrence is no, doing? Not, I, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah, not going to do that. Okay. Gonna do that. Okay, I'm not gonna cause, do that, but I'm just saying. I, I get, cause I get into it. We get, every man has had. We got Lord. We relate to Lord in some way. One hundred percent. But what I'm saying so I'm is, go it, it's a tough spot for Lawrence to be in. I, and I, that's why I'm saying, as far as Lawrence, that's why I said he should have just never done it because I know that Lawrence now is going to continue the conversation. He's going to continue to, you know. Not not let himself focus on the relationship that he's in and continue to leave Issa out there and like, ah, it's Issa. And then he thinks it's not that big of a deal. But yeah. Lawrence is going to get too emotionally involved and he's going to do something stupid. Yep. At, at a party. And that's why I'm saying that Lawrence should have never sent that, that reaction. And now, another thing that Lawrence shouldn't have did, why are you being such a hoe in the kitchen, bro? Like... Like, come on! Like, so what? So what? Just play it cool, bro. You Lawrence, dog. Exactly. Like you don't. You got your flash shirt on. Not your flash shirt. Are you talking about when all when all her homegirls? I mean, when her peoples came over. Nah, when they left, that's when he really oh, got yeah. emotional. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he did. Cause he, cause because he was talking about, because, is he just a fuck yeah, buddy? Yeah, yeah. But you know he was emotional because his last girl cheated. And that's another reason why I don't like this thing. So they're making him like a super a super emo person. Even that's I, the best way to get over somebody. <laughs> but it's like, Wait, but it's no, like no, if no. you're supposed to be getting yeah, over him that two, way, what you emotional about it for? Yeah, two girls after that. And that's my whole point when it comes to him, bro. Like, he not consistent. Like, I feel like. Oh, he consistent. He consistently, he consistently, he consistently emotional. Yeah, but it's like his he he not emotionally consistent. It's like it's a roller coaster with him. <laughs> it's like no, 
Those are his emotions. That's why he consistent. He's consistently a roller coaster. He need to get them things under control, man. It's like if you're gonna be there and be super Mister Fix It and be the guy at 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 a little gathering, just play the role, man. And it what you what you want to be. 100% booed up for anyway when you already know that she tight with Issa. I would have been glad when she said the buddy thing. I'm like, whew, I don't really got to sabotage the relationship now. I can take my Joe hat off. I can relax. <laughs> because he liked that girl. Exactly. And that's, his pro- and that's his problem. Instead of just saying, like, so I think that, you know, I like you and we should you know, continue to try and progress in our relationship. He, he just went straight yeah, to, went straight so I'm a, I'm a fuck buddy? Yeah. Oh, so you never want to get married again? Like, but you ain't why? even asked her, though. Like, you ain't even established with her if you was more than that. So I can see if y'all said, we we, we go together, right? We, we boyfriend and, and girlfriend. And, and then you call me a fuck buddy in front of people. That's a different story. And here's another, here's another reason why I was really mad at Lawrence about that conversation. Because with that conversation, by him bringing that up first, he didn't understand the tactic of women. Yeah. And he lost control. Because yeah. as soon as he said that, she brought up Issa. Yeah. He lost control at that moment. I'm like, don't and, do it. Don't do and it. Then, and then he fell for it. Exactly. Bro, exactly. I looked, over, I looked over to my wife. I said, I said, he fell for that shit. And, and that's she what said, I, yep. And man, that's my thing. It's like every why, single time I'm like, I, I see it coming from a mile away. I'm a hater, man. I watch Thor Hater's Lens, which is why, because of that right there. It's, but it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. See, that's, see, this is what we, it's, it's just weird. Now, Molly, go ahead and deal with all that bull. Like, go holler at Melanin Uncork for that, for her perspective. You know what I mean? We, we, we ain't finna break down, Molly. I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't, we, we ain't got time for my. I'm sick of Molly every show anyway. But that's just me. But the Lawrence perspective, we got that. <laughs> we, got it. we got that. And we sick of him. We sick so, of him. 100%. So, um, go I got a hypothetical for y'all. Oh, Lord. So, uh, footage drop. Of a 53-year-old Mike Tyson. Yeah, man. And he still got it. He still got it. I'm telling you right now, if if Tyson would just do some cardio, like get cardio. Yeah. I can name some heavyweights right now he could beat. Absolutely. He could beat Ruiz. What'd you say? He could beat Ruiz. And I, so I like I literally think if if he got his cardio right, he could probably beat Ruiz and he could beat Stavern for sure. Yeah, because Stavern like, it's a Stavern in terrible shape. And so, we, so so go ahead. Good, so, so, is, your, so, is your hypothetical going further? Mm-hmm. My hypo, but it's it's not it's not where you it's not can he beat Wilder or anything. That's like, what I've been seeing. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing too. My hypothetical is strictly. How much would y'all need to take a body shot from Mike Tyson? Nah, it ain't enough money in the world because you It ain't enough money for who? <laughs> you, you might not see my account? You see might, my account pandemic? <laughs> you can hit me now. Yeah, like, you gonna be a vegetable for the rest of your life. You that's what I'm eating it. now, cause I can't I, <laughs> I can't eat <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bro, the trainer. That's all. I'm hey, that's an underrated movie, man. The, the, the trainer yeah, it is. is. It really literally is. saying, "Hell no!" After the first series of combo, he's walking away from Mike Tyson because he's saying, "I don't want to train with you any further." Because, <laughs> yo, did you did you see that you? that that double left hook to the body that he let off? What's wrong with him? But then that Dude. overhand right. Oh my god. I got a, before we go, I got a hot take. Why is he so fast at 53? Is he a better boxer now than he was in his prime? I think so. I think he was was always a good boxer, but I think he lost his way. You know, being young and rich, I I think he got away from his fundamentals at a point in his career, just relied on his power. But I think when you, when you look at Mike Tyson that was dominating, he was, he was, very, very technically sound. Um, I think it's... Oh, my fault. So, what, what, what I'm going to say is, um, I think it's almost like a, a high flyer in the NBA, just a pure dunker. If you don't expand your game, then just playing above the rim, you won't have a long career. So, as you see, you get older, Vince Carter, he started, you know, really understanding, let me play, let me pull my game back. Same with LeBron James. He realized he's got to play outside of the paint a little bit, started getting the shot. So he can shoot, you know, he can shoot the three confidently now. And it's the same with a boxer. You may not have that power forever. So you need to refine your boxing skills. And early on in Mike's career, Mike was always going to dominate lesser competition. When we really saw Mike have trouble is those tall, technical, and powerful heavyweights. Yep. That's why he always had trouble with Lennox Lewis. That's why he always had trouble with Holyfield. Because he just couldn't just intimidate you and then hit you with something where it's like, hell, nah, I ain't about to do this again. They was really going to box you. They, 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 they mirrored your head movement. They fainted. And they can hit. They may not hit as hard as you, but you're going to feel it. You dig what I'm saying? So it's not just you just going to sit here and intimidate me with your power because I'm going to make you feel these too. And so I think... <clears throat> the lesser competition that he was able to face, he never had to refine his game. He never had to be a boxer, and so and that's, that, yeah. that's why you see Wilder. He he be, he be looking like as he stepped up in competition, he started looking a little sus. Yeah, he he still beat Ortiz, but he he got exposed because Ortiz was out of shape and he ended up punching himself out, and so he was able to come back from that. But then you see Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury likes shit. I'm just as big as you, and I'm going I'm to make you work. And so I think it expands your skills. And so without you expanding yours, you're going to get lost. And so that's what I've always said about Wilder. If he don't become a better boxer, he he's going to plateau. And so I think that's what Mike Tyson, even though he's not necessarily boxing anymore, you can tell he's still – he still hit. He still hit the pads and stuff like yeah. that, and he keeps his hand speed up. And that's but that's one thing that 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 custom model always said about Mike is that he watched, he watched more film and studied the game more than any other young professional that he had ever known. Um, it was just unfortunate that when Mike was making that jump to the upper echelon of boxers that AJ was talking about, that would require him to be more technical. Custom model died at that point. And so it's like now you got a young, wild Mike Tyson who knocked out everybody he's faced. So now he he stopped believing in the fact that it, it was the strategy and the technique that got me here. It's like 
Because now he got a new camp, and his new camp was young and dumb. They were black, too, and they were telling them, you the king, Mike. You can knock out it. No, I'm just saying, like, look at the people in this camp. Like, and Buster Douglas, like, they used a, a, a latex glove for for the uh, for the cold compact. Like, come on now. Um, and so they didn't really know anything about boxing. They telling them, like, Mike, go ahead and knock him out. And it's like, as a young dude with millions and millions of dollars, he just listening to him. So it's like, it's unfortunate that he put on that 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 unprofessional display the latter part of his <clears> career <throat> but i think the technical part of boxing has always been inside of him i think he just lost his way at one point hey so that's, and and that's what i'm saying i think it's the fact that i think it's a for me for me it's a jordan aspect like i seen mike as a youngin you know what i'm saying but the prime of mike was was before me mm. so i seen like you know highlights and what mm. they told me all I seen was Mike just knocking people out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? These Mike highlights. Move off. These Mike highlights that he been actually showing, like, yeah. ooh, I can, yeah. I got defense and yeah. I can move. I'm like, hold on, this is, this is, no. this is like, this is technical. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with his technical side no. back then. So I'm like, he may actually be a better boxer now than he was. But I'm talking about boxer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, experience when I, and is I, and always I, the and best. And I preference that. So you might be right. I mean, I don't think you're wrong because it's like he look. He any boxer is gonna get better as old, but it's like his physical kind of still close with his mental. It seemed like that's that's the more amazing thing about it. I don't think that Muhammad Ali or Sugar Ray Leonard could could throw punches like this at 53. That crisp, I think, and that sharp. I think Sugar, I think Sugar yeah, Ray could have threw it with the speed, with the yeah, speed, he, but not that power. Cause you look at Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray is some shape. Yeah, he, he looking kind of old. I seen him recently. I wasn't too yeah. impressed. He started but like to look I said, old. He, he definitely older than, yeah. than. But I'm just saying that power that Mike show yeah. in that yeah. video that was ridiculous, man. But just AJ, the whole combination. I'm telling you right now, whatever scary. he can write me a blank check, nigga. He can punch me in the face. If, you, he, if he punch you in the face, <laughs> we really not going, we ain't going to be able to talk to you no more, man. So this this, this this takes me to it. <laughs> Seeing that Mike Tyson is 53, it, it has me one, wondering, y'all ever like tried your pops? One time. <sighs> yeah, one I time. Feel. One time. Luckily, my pops just walked away from me. Thank God. He said, boy. Please and just walked away from me, and I still want to smoke, but he just got in his whip and left. Um, but uh, thank God, man, thank God. <laughs> Shit, your pops, hit, your, your pops hit me before, and I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah, I was all right. I was to... <laughs> big Hill, hey, Big Hill followed me from every room in the house. Like, <laughs> begging I me to hit think him. about Big Hill, like he he got a dominating presence, bro. I don't uh-uh. and I, look. With the LT earring, I'm like, oh nah, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> he followed me from every room in the house. Someone hit me, hit me, and I'm and I'm, I'm like, I want to hit him, but like I just knew better. Thank but God, every, I'm talking about from my room, they room, my sister room, living room, garage. Every he followed me like, what's up? What you gonna do? What's up? Because he he wanted that wreck too. He he needed to let some steam off. He wanted to let me know for you ain't gonna ever do this again. Yeah, because yeah. as soon as you, you ain't swung, gonna ever do this, you might have died, bro. That was 
And that was the only, and me and my sister talking about something. You should have hit him. Shut up. Yeah, all right. She was. She, she, she wanted to be the only that, child. That's yeah, why. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Shut Should have been at your, at your funeral in all black. Talking about I don't, why? Why? Why would he hit him, Lord? Why would he do that? It was only one time. You, you, you tried your. You tried your pops, um, AJ. Hell nah. So hey, when I was when I was thir- I was thirteen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when I was thirteen, <laughs> when I was thirteen, my pops he was we was out just you know slap boxing. He was like. You ever like been hit hit before? I'm like I've been in some fights, and he's like, so somebody like hit you for real, and I'm like, I think so, and he was like, all right, you can hit me, but if I get a shot, I'ma hit you, and so I'm like, what? I, this don't sound fun. And he's like, nah, you need to know, cause if ain't nobody ever hit you for real, you gonna lose this fight, and you can't be out here losing fights, so. I need you to make sure your defense is right. You protect yourself and stuff like that. So I'm over here swinging. I left my right out too long. Boom! Right in the body. Uh-huh. Caught me with a liver a liver shot, Hill. This is where I all... So you wonder why I be so... Yeah. I go so hard on liver yeah. shots? My, pop, my dad... My dad was a concrete finisher. So, like, he was out there laying concrete all day. He had these big-ass, like, boulders for hands. I peed blood for three days. I'm like... I, I Like, when I got, like, 16, 17... I ain't never said like me and my dad never got like we never had a disagreement. <laughs> That's crazy. Like I, I, I was like, yeah, nah, he hit. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not, 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 not James Williams. AJ, you know my pops is, is like the manager or the supervisor of a concrete plant. <laughs> he looked. That's so, why I'm so, na- like, so, so, this, so now, this, look, it, it, all, with, all right? makes, it, it all makes it all makes sense. Hey, play with, bro. If, 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 if any teenagers are out there listening, <laughs> if your dad do manual labor, leave yeah, that man alone. Because he he don't he don't just want to take his frustrations with you out on you. He want to take his frustrations out of work on you too. Even if he and don't I, do manual labor, listen. If your father works hard to provide for your family <laughs> over the last thirty years, like don't test this man because he been waiting to just unleash on somebody. For these last 30 it, years, and it just might be you if you get too big for your britches. Go ahead. Do it. So I there's a lot of things that I don't believe in, but one thing that I do believe in is grown man strength. Yeah, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and man who've been working hard for the last 30 to 40 years. Hey, <laughs> nothing like it. He, he he got some type of strength that is unmatched. I don't care if you're 16 and you a five-star athlete. Yeah. Your pop still can put you to hell down. That's a fact. Remember when old orders broke him down, boy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old orders, boy. Old orders, look. Old orders, Capo. Let's snatch up, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want all of that, boy. I want all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't no had all that, did you? Did you, boy? Uh, what, what did I, you know, I forgot at this point. Okay, boom. Ken, this your, this for you. The ball family. Yeah, man. Sign with the yeah, rock. Yeah, they all they all joined you know Rock Nation. You know they couldn't I, sign with Clutch. I mean, I think it was somebody. I don't, Why I don't, couldn't? I mean, Clutch. Anybody is better than signing with Triple B. Uh, get get some real management in your life. Uh, so Rock mm-hmm. Na- Rock Nation has a successful roster. They're successful at most of their man- management. You know. Things that they or clients, most of the clients that they manage, as far as 
managerial standpoint, they do pretty good by. So it's like they do better than Triple B. And you could have went with Clutch. You could have went with anybody. But I think it was smart for them just to just because their dad has that company. Don't mean you gotta go with that company. You know, if y'all have if y'all have children, maybe your dad will have that company legit by then, and they can go with them. But right now, Triple B just don't have the resources to to manage their caliber of athlete, and that's just my opinion. Go ahead, AJ. So I hope I don't take your point here. So I'm gonna try not to dig too deep in it, just so if it is your point, you can go. You said it's better off signing with. You know, Triple B. But what I will say is a lot of the shit that's happening right now can be accredited to LeVar Ball. So I know you say I know I know you're saying it's better to sign him with Triple B, but I don't know because he's been innovative. Um, Everything you're saying right now is what he was doing. So a lot of people liked his ideas. They just didn't like the messenger. And Mm -hmm. so and so that's all it was about. And I've never like I'm never going to downplay you know what LeVar Ball did because he was somebody who believed in his kids you want like like we always talk about you know we need black fathers we need black fathers but it's just like with LeBron when LeBron beat courtside at you know Bronny games people want to talk about him saying oh you know he's doing too much he's doing this he's doing this but y'all talk about it not enough black fathers being here and this this and that and we need more black fathers look a black father is celebrating his kid so it's the same with LeVar Ball. Yes, he may have he told the line. Sometimes he crossed over, but what he didn't do is have a lack of confidence in his kids. And he always pushed them and he always boosted them. And he had the utmost confidence in them. And he is the reason why he'll made the point that these, you know, kids need to start utilizing this G League in the NBA. Need to mm-hmm. utilize this, this G League. Cause the what was it? The uh JBA or whatever the the uh, ball basketball league, league to do, yeah. Mm-hmm. This this is basically what he was gonna do: take the high school elite and put them in a league so that they could earn money. He was gonna help, you know, teach them, you know, basic life skills and stuff like that. It was gonna be like an academy and get them prepared for the NBA. So you may not think that it was, but what is one thing that people look for when they look for an agent? Innovation. How can you? Get me above <clears throat> the rest. How can how can you market me? And it looked but like LeVar Ball. There's a reason why he, he had it. All, all those things you said are true, and I and I agree with you on those mm-hmm. things. But like I said, what did I say? I said maybe if you have kids, you can come back to BBB because it just ain't ready right now. So it's like the things. Yeah, he has some great ideas, and I'm not knocking his ideas. But to manage an athlete like the type of athlete that he's trying to manage, he's gonna need capital and resources that he technically don't have right now that 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 a rock nation or a clutch has more or, or uh, uh what's the organization that starts with a C? Not Octagon, but what's CAA? Yeah, yeah, CAA. So it's like these these people just have more resources. That's all I'm saying. So I'm saying it's not but see, it's not a I'm not knocking what he did or saying that anything that he did as a father was wrong. I'm just saying it's a smart move. For them to go with Rock Nation at this so, time because Rock Nation at, at the, is better ahead, positioned. But to, resources to are basically them. nothing but a relationship. Exactly. That's not, exactly not, my not. point. Every, every every agent who gets in the game, especially like I don't care how big of an agent you are now, you you weren't an agent until you got your first client. 
and he has his first client. And once you get that client, you're able to talk to other clients. And guess what? Mm -hmm. He has another son who's a potential top five draft pick. So he has the potential to have two clients and those are, already those are his inside sons. his inside who, his family well, tree. And but that's but that's my thing. Clutch Clutch was LeBron at first. Yeah, like he, yeah, you, you got to start at LeBron. But he, also and so had, at, he also had to, but LeBron, he also didn't rape over LeBron or wasn't doing things or put. But it wasn't. It, did, but that's the thing. It wasn't. LeBron it wasn't LeBron deals. ball. It was. It was someone else that LeBron so brought in to try and gain those resources, on that like you were saying that he needed. It was a relationship. He Rich brought in a bad relationship. It but you see what I'm saying? There's been mistakes that have been made because LeVar, this ain't his this ain't his arena. The one arena that he's been great in is being a father. And I'm not gonna take anything. He's he's been above and beyond as a father, but as a, a sports businessman, he ain't the best mm -hmm. at that. You see what I'm saying? So it's like there's people who's better than him. Which is why I said, give him time to build that brand and get that brand. Maybe y'all could do it later in your career. And who knows? I'm, I'm sure they didn't sign an indefinite deal with Rock Nation. But it's like right Wait, now, I don't think that Triple B is in a in, in a place. And you see what happened with him and Zoe publicly. Like Zoe got into he got into a legal dispute with BBB over money that's owed to him. Yeah, but he got tired. Of, he got tired. Of, that's 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 different. He got tired with that dude that stole that money. This and that's what that's what I was saying. That's what that's hired that dude. You see what I'm saying? Of course, everything like you said. What AJ said, he definitely took all my points, but I love it. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you think about it. If you, li if you if you really listen to LeVar, he's been trying to find a partner from the jump. Yeah, absolutely. He even said, come work with us. Come work with us. And you think about, let's break down Jay-Z's history. Of course, Jay-Z not going to be hands-on with this situation, but let's, just, let's break down. Jay-Z had to deal with Dame Dash. Yeah. And LeVar is like Dame a Dash was on example of that. And thank you. And same thing. Dame Jazz was talking a whole bunch of, you know, ownership. Um, do you do it by yourself? But he was, you know, he, he did it. He was loud. loud to do it. He was too loud. So Jay Z can use his experience, can use this innovation that Levar wants to do, yeah, and they can build. I, I, I that, which can, is why I said it was a smart move. I agree one hundred percent with that. I never said it what wasn't. I, 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 I'm I never, just saying we got to get props on the market. I never, I never knocked them. Yeah. I'm not like yeah, everybody no, else is hating on them. Only thing, a bit, only thing difference I say um, about you, um, AJ, is he could have did the same thing with Clutch. Who could have yeah. done the same thing with Clutch? The Ball family. No, the only reason what, why I said only reason why I said that because Levar was Levar was kind of joking. Like I like he was he was kind of talking about you know. Zoe being more important than LeBron and stuff like that. And so, you, you know, LeBron a little sensitive. So I was like, yeah, yeah he ain't signing with Clutch. But the, the, but Le, LeBron has a relationship with Zoe still, though. I know. I know. LeBron about I, business. That, that was, that was, to the show. It was specifically a troll. It was, it was, yeah, it was, just, it. It, it was just a troll. Yeah. It was just a troll. It, it, it got validity. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It, but it, 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 was, it was just a but troll. I think, but, I think ultimately, Bron to come down. When it comes down to business, Bron going to choose business first over emotion and it's like I don't I you know I think that Rock Nation just swooped in and sealed the deal. I don't think they have anything to do with clutch, you know? And it's not a bad place. It's not a bad place to be. I don't think Rock Nation's gonna run the ball boys into the ground or anything. Like I think oh, they're bro, they, I think they're they, bro while they're there. They and they nation. might learn enough to go back to BBB and and build and help LeVar build that to where it needs to be. Cause they gonna have the resume once they once they leave Rock Nation. 
Yeah, and I mean, you could drop an agency, you know, that ain't never hurt nobody. So, <laughs> just like just don't that. sign long term deals, like Hill said. And that's why I said I'm sure that they didn't because these boys been bis- thinking business before the average athlete that wants to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. Most athletes are just thinking, work on my game, work on my game. These boys been thinking my game and business the whole time. So I don't. I think they would be dumb if we read out and found out that they signed like a 10-year deal with Rock Management. I think it's probably a three- to five-year mm-hmm. deal, honestly. And when it's done, I think either you go with your own or if they've done great by you, then you just, you, you know, you do what's best for your, you and your family, man. But I don't, I don't sure think it's a bad I, move. I know for a fact that LeVar's not about to sign no deal that he ain't got no type of creative control no, over. Like, he's going to work with that. them, you know. Right. Or if they, if, hey, they might have just said, hey, you know, we're done with you. It is what it is. But I think they're still going to work with him because they love, he, he they daddy at the end of the day. They love, they love bro. So it's like, mm-hmm. it ain't like they don't <laughs> want him to be a part of that. But it's just like, he had, I think he had too much control more than they would have wanted to for their own career. Uh, and if you just look at it, as much control as he had when they were when Zoe was at BBB, most agents not at, even though they have control like that, they're not displaying that type of control publicly over their clients. And I think that was something that because naturally as a young man, because he's had of, control over you your whole life because yeah, of your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's all I was gonna say. Naturally, as a young man, you eventually want to get up out of your father's shadow. That was good. So it's like, yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was like, you know, all young dudes want to get up out of their father's shadow. So it was like, it, it was going to come from <clears> there <throat> at some point. You got, bottomless, you got bottomless mimosas, Kenneth? It look like it, though, don't you, though? Nah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so it look right. So I don't know what, I, what, what our time is right now, but we got I really wanted to minutes. say, um, what, what we got? 12 minutes. I bet. Um, <clears throat> Bradley Chubb sent a tweet out during the draft. And was and I I don't have the tweet out right now because I'm on my phone. He basically um he basically summed it up like oh they got to just highlight every negative story about every draft pick like every time somebody gets drafted and that became a running narrative towards everybody. Everybody wanted to highlight oh oh man ESPN got an ulterior motive. They just want to just keep highlighting all the negative. But then when somebody of uh, another ethnicity wanted to show up. They don't want to say nothing to them. It's all positive. I can I can read the tweet verbatim if you like. I got yeah. it right here. Thank you. <laughs> I understand everybody has a story and motivation, but ESPN doesn't have to highlight the worst moment that happens in some of these folks' lives. Am I tripping? No, you're not. That's the tweet. No, you're not tripping. And this goes back to something that we here at Three Man Weave have already touched on. And this was not my topic, this is not AJ's topic, this was not Hill's topic. This was Michelle's topic. And she wanted to know did black trauma sell more than like black positivity or or black love and stuff like that. And I'm gonna go a little bit deeper. Cause I told you I'm a competitive show watcher here. And so I've been watching <laughs> shows lately, and I'm not gonna lie, the last two shows that I've watched have been all Mostly white characters, maybe one or two black characters in there, but not main characters. These shows were highly involved in trauma too, and so I don't even under, I don't even think it's a black or white thing. I think trauma sells more 
than positivity, period. Even if you think mm -hmm. about a love story that you've seen, any love story, like one of the characters is going, like their love is going to almost be impossible to happen. They're going to have to go through trauma to achieve their love story, even in a love story. And it's like, in most love stories, somebody either die at the end or they can't be together forever. It's always something that's, the trauma is present always. And I think that's because in real life, no one can relate to just everything going great all the time because nothing just goes great ever. And so it's not, that's not really relatable. It's like mm -hmm. those stories that everything goes mostly well, most of the time is are folk and fairy tales. And it's like those genres are for kids. It's like, so it's like, <laughs> I, I think Michelle, she, she, she hit it with the trauma piece because it's like as much as ESPN probably not even cognizant of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Their people who, who their producers and the people that want to make the headlines, they want, they're interested in that type thing. Like, Oh, he got in trouble last year for stealing laptops. That's more, that's more juicy than he, he started his own business on campus to help kids who couldn't afford work study, earn some money. You see what I'm saying? So it was like, <clears throat> what, so it's an old saying. Go ahead, bad, bad news travels fast. You feel me? What what's gonna be what's gonna be the lead story on the nightly news? Kids selling lemonade or a car accident? Car accident every time. Car accident every time. So it's like so it's like people want, like I, this is a it's a it's a nasty society that we live in. People want to see people want to see blood. People want to see bloodshed. They absolutely do. People people want to see that. But what I don't like is I don't know. Like, well, let, let me let me rephrase this. If ESPN is doing the digging and putting these stories up on their draft card when when these kids get drafted, then I have a problem with it. But if they're going to them and saying, you know what, you know, we're gonna send the camera crew to your house, we're gonna highlight your story about, you know. Uh, this, this, and that. Like T. Higgins. T. Higgins said, you know, he's proud. Like he's proud of that moment because it shows what his mother has fought through. Because his mother was, she at one point she was addicted to drugs. Some people are saying, you know what? I'm proud of where she's come. I don't know if he's saying that now because it became a story, um, or what? Or you know, he wants that highlighted so maybe he can share the story and share the struggle with other people who can be in that situation and help them. But if ESPN is just doing this on their own by doing their own investigative journalism and then putting that out and posting yeah, this on these kids, you know, days, That's, then I have a problem with yeah. that. And I and I have to think that it's possibly that they are because of mm -hmm. Bradley Chubb. He got drafted. Yeah. So he would know about the, I think, about the process. I, I think about the process and he was a top pick. So I'm just I think he would know, you know, hey, they they're gonna, you know, run this story or if they don't. So I think they should have some like I, I know you have the freedom of speech and there's there's a portion of investigative journalism that you have to have but come on man just the draft well, you like just said but what, you what, said what, it. I, if you're an investor and i know you want to go here but just real quick if you are an investigative journalist why are you only investigating the negative if i'm a true okay. investigative journalist then i would have went and found the true story the whole story and i would have just delivered that not just one side my bad hill go ahead no, nah, it's it's not it's nothing nothing against you. I'm gonna just start going before AJ because he stole my whole point again. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is, the thing, but like you said, T Higgins has been promoting the story, the, the show, the highlight his 
his mother's progression of her addiction. Like he that that's his that's his mo. Yeah. Like he's been showing that all. You know what I'm saying? But nobody highlights on the. I think it was I'm loosely quoting it. I think it was Eno Benjamin, right? Yep. He had a clo- He had a clothing line. Clothing line. Yep. Yeah. They promoted that on ESPN. Now. Yeah. Nobody wants to say nothing about that though. Yeah. That's right. I but I that's truly true. don't get me don't get me wrong. That's like true, you said, yeah. if they've been doing their investigating and they've been trying to find the story for you with without your consent, then cool. I'm definitely not gonna ride with you. Yeah. They I'm not gonna ride with you. But I, I this year I me I watched every pick of the draft. Yeah. I didn't get yeah. that sense of, you know what, uh, you know, oh, this another side story. This another side story. Oh, it's another side story. I didn't hey. actually get that feeling either. But I mean, I didn't get the it. tweet brought it to my awareness, and it's—I mean, it's a—it's a legitimate. It has validity. It's—it's it, thought provoking, it and it made me think. I, I don't necessarily know if that's their motive. I will hope it's not, and I will hope, like AJ said, if they are going to be investigative reporters, that they're being—that they're doing that with fidelity and not just being like, half-assed. Like when we highlighted last year the Jeffrey Simmons thing. That was that ain't had nothing to do with investigative nothing. Nothing. That was a motive. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that thing happened in high school. Yeah. And y'all brought footage and everything mm-hmm. in high school and tried to put this on this man. You know what I'm saying? That's four years, four or five years later. Mm-hmm. You try to put that on that man then. Y'all was talking about cases that okay, that might have happened. Okay, oh, he had a couple um character issues. Like you know, Christian Fulton. Yeah. Yeah. He had a couple character issues. Okay. Honestly. That might have been why he dropped. Yeah. And, and yeah. people have been doing this and things like it's not. It's, they didn't make this stuff up. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. So it's like, if, if these are not it, these are not made up stories. If you wasn't messing that's up, it fact. wouldn't be a story. That's a fact. Same right thing like too. Eno Benjamin. Yeah. He had a clothing line. They had nothing negative to say. And so they had to what? talk about they that. They talked about. Yeah. Okay. So stop giving them something negative to say. They ain't got nothing to do. A, you know, I always stop. say that. So we, so we can't keep looking at. We can't keep looking at. Oh, uh, they Good only point. highlighting the negative. Stop fucking up. Stop I'm giving sorry. them the negative to highlight. But Stop giving them something. Right. My whole, my biggest issue with the draft, it wasn't the negative stories. My biggest issue was out of all the first round picks, it was one white dude. The rest was minorities that got picked. Mm-hmm. When you look at all them war rooms outside of Miami. Talk in, about it. in San Diego, how many and, um, really? In um, Cleveland. Oh, yeah, in Cleveland. How many like front office executives did we see making decisions with minorities? I mean, we've gotten None. into this. We've, we've gotten into this plenty of times. So it's what no can need we do? to. It's no. But see, that's the thing. You ever notice how we always got to be the one to fix the problem? How are we gonna fix the problem? Going up, you can't rely on nobody else to fix it. We're gonna have to. I think, the but fact, how? I think the fact that we <laughs> that's have a, that's what those Chris Greers of the world. I think those are. When you think back to sports and the color line being broken, and you look at Jackie Robinson, someone's got to kick the door down, right? Mm-hmm. And not only do they got to kick the door down, they got to live up to the expectation after they kick the door down. And I think. You know, granted, it's not going to happen overnight, and I'm not saying, but I think, you know, what Chris Greer and those, and you know, I don't even really like Chris Greer. But, you don't. And, and that's, but that's just a personal thing. It has nothing to do with his job. I don't like mm-hmm. him because of one decision that he made as a GM. Um, 
that I thought wasn't smart. But I think, like, overall, as a black front office person in the NFL, I think he's doing a good job of pushing the, pushing the genre forward for us. Um, but I think people got to be willing to follow up. You see what I'm saying? So if I kick the door in, Hill, and you're not, you not on my six, ready to, ready to follow through, then what's the point? So it's like, we got to put ourselves in, just like you said, stop getting them negative. So now we got to mm-hmm. put ourselves in position. We got to get educated. We got to take the right steps to become front office people in the sports that we know that we dominate. And then when we retire, also, once we play the sport and we're educated and we leave, don't just leave and retire and ride off into the sunset. Be like John Elway and them. Go get into the front office. But, but we are. But that's, we and are that, putting that, ourselves in position. Because exactly. Look at all the assistant coaches. A lot of assistant coaches, the position of coaches, they are. They, yeah. they, 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 you know, they have color. All major. I'm not gonna say and just say this out loud and just say be wrong. A lot of scouts, a lot of scouts, are African American. Absolutely, that's they really doing the brunt work mm-hmm. of for the GM. Yeah, they not getting the credit for that. Like I, you know, everybody, you know, hate the Cowboys and everything. The Cowboys have went out their way to show Will McClay love. Will McClay is an African American. Will McClay gets paid like a GM. They went out their way to show um, Will McClay some love for his draft. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the title of a GM, so he might not be known to the masses. But I'm just saying that they did that to show him love. He definitely deserved to be a GM somewhere, even though he's technically the GM for the Cowboys. Okay, cool. But let's 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 let's, let's rewind before AJ go. Ozzie Newsom. Mm-hmm. One of, one of the best GMs that recent you know, recent times. He retired. Yep. His apprentice. Mm-hmm. Eric DeCosta. Yep. Swagging. Swag. Swagged out the draft. You know, worked under him, learned from him. Mm-hmm. Swagged out the draft. Had one of the best drafts, you know, that I've that we've known. Um Ozzy Newsom could have put could have put one of us on. I mean, Why didn't te- he? but I mean, technically he could have. But here's the thing: like, when you live in an organic workspace, right? I may want to put on. So it's like, all right, I I do stats, right? I could be saying Hill, AJ, like it's money and stats. Let me put y'all on, right? And y'all never mm-hmm. take it, y'all never take it that serious, right? And then if a a young white boy come with me and want to intern and do stats, and he become a, a stat guru, is that my fault that I pass it on to him? I try no, to. Do you see what I'm saying? So that goes back to my point. And, and I don't disagree with your point because we're saying the same thing, but it's like people got to be ready to follow up on what Ossie has done. You see what I'm saying? So it's like he kicked down the door. It ain't his job to hold your hand and walk you through it. Now, if DaCosta wanted to pick his brain and learn everything from him and he want to go through the door, not my fault, bro. But also to play devil's advocate, a lot of the minority people that we see in this position, like you said, they have to make sh- they have to put themselves in position to be qualified. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The minority people that we see have to, I in my mind, I believe they actually have to put themselves in position to be overqualified. Absolutely, and I'm with that 100%. You have to be overqualified because we've seen plenty of GMs out there who you're Mike May. I, take me back to my Mike Mayock. 
point, like that I made last season. What did you really prove to us that you could be a GM? Whether you succeed or not, what did you really prove to us outside of having relationships? And that's one of the things that that's what the NFL is truly, truly all about is having relationships. And it's really hard, you know, even as a player to break that relationship into that next level. Because if you look at a lot of these coaching staffs and a lot of these scouting departments, a lot of those last names are familiar. Mm -hmm. They're they're of former coaches, former GMs and stuff like that. So if you look at it like just on the bingo staff, Brian Callahan, he's our offensive coordinator. I mean, you know, that like it, 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 it you know, Kyle Shanahan, it it's a it's a, a hand me down thing. So it's not necessarily Brian, um, Brian Schottenheimer, Brian Schottenheimer. All, like, so it's like so you're talking Rex about Ryan, Rob Ryan. Like, exactly. So you're saying black people have black people have uh, we have to put ourselves in position to be qualified. It's really hard when you're competing with like nepotism as well. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I said you have to be overqualified because I put my resume next to your son's resume. Who are you giving that shot to? Absolutely. Because now I like you said, I'm a scout, your son's a scout. Who's gonna get who's gonna who's gonna get up there further? Even if I scouted Khalil Mack from Buffalo and your son, he scouted uh, a kicker. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Let, 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 let's go ahead and give let, let's go ahead and give Junior a shot here. Yep, that's just mm-hmm. how it is, man. And, and so and so that's why gotta, I say. So what can we, do? we do? So what do we do? What do we do? We just have to stay the course, man. And as more and more, at some point, man, I, that, that, that I, 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 I don't. I, to me, that's like that's like when civil rights, like when the old people during the civil rights time talk about we just got to pray. Uh, I, I, that I'm ain't not, gonna work. But see, I'm like, not saying do nothing. When I say stay the course, that's not do not, and that's what that might be what you're taking it as. Stay the course means overqualify yourself. You just told us what we need to do. So if you need to be overqualified and you're not, and you're applying in a rigged game, then that's just dumb. So it's like, well, and, and 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 I'm not knocking you, but if you know the game, so it's like if I listen, if I go to the corner to play dice, right, and I know Jabo down there, and Jabo play with loaded dice, I'm not putting no money down. You see what I'm saying? I'm coming back when I know the game is set up fairly. And if I know J-Bo going to always be there because he's monopolized this block, then I'm going to try to rig a part of the game too for myself okay. that I, so that I can be competitive when I go down here with these loaded dice. So this is my thing. One more, I got one more know point. the okay, situation, okay. right? We got a few... Black people out there, and it's like they all don't have GM titles, but there's Will McClays in the NFL. There's some Doug Williamses in the NFL who have been mm-hmm. building that equity, and I think we just have to continue to do it. But but my thing, my number one thing was when a lot of players retire on some Elway type stuff, black players tend to retire and want to ride off into the sunset. You're going to have to start trying to get into ownership and front office as retired players, to open up more doors. And so that's what I mean by state of course. I don't mean just sit there and do nothing and pray and wish. And, <laughs> and, and, and not anything, prayer without works is dead anyway. So it's like if I pray to God, like, God, please let me get some money, but I don't put in no job applications or anything, like, he's not going to give me no money. So it's like, I put the work in. 
But it, it, it's an uphill battle. Is it going to be easy? No. Hey, if I go to J-Bo Block, I'm hitting him with the back door, little Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you, like you like the dice, huh? Yeah, yeah you know I what I'm you, saying? Man. 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, man. Right, I guess. So, uh, just, just to make my point, for me personally, I just feel like Stay the course and get yourself qualified, but I do think that sometimes the goalposts will move. This ain't, oh, ain't the best. This ain't the best example ever, but it, it's a starting point. If we look at Sashi Brown, everyone was telling us the reason why there's not a lot of black people in, uh, you know, in the front office because the front offices are moving to analytics. Sashi Brown, what did he? he what was he? He was an analytics guy. Yep. He got in there. It was analytics. He started getting rid of players, acquiring draft picks, acquiring draft capital. And he was trying to make those moves. And we all know, you know, when you're rebuilding through the draft, is nothing's going to be instant. They got Sashi Brown out of there right before they started to really reap those benefits of those players that were, you know, growing and, and drafting. That's how they were able to acquire, you know, Baker Mayfield, get their quarterback and stuff like that. And they got him out of there. And so that, that's all I wanted to say. It's not a great point, but that it kind of shows like, yeah, you, you know, analytics, you know, the numbers, you know, drafts. You're not going to see your return after the first draft or the second draft because it usually you can't really grade a draft after three years. But to go back to what I just want to end it with, all of our listeners, I need y'all to do some homework. Give us some ideas on. Give us some ideas <laughs> on how to fix the front offices <laughs> and what we can do so that. You know, we can get more more minorities in there. What are what are your ideas? What are your thoughts on how we can fix this problem in the front office? Because Dave Gettleman got a job. Yeah. Dave yeah. Gettleman. Who? But this this is another thing that uh, minorities got to do when they get jobs is make sure that um, that you're a pleasant employee on the workforce. And it goes back to what we were talking about about the Kaepernick thing, and it's like, and I know you, I know you're gonna hate this analogy, AJ, but it's like the Kunta Kinte thing. So it's like if I if I go to my job and I'm purposely trying to upset the work environment, at their first opportunity they'll be trying to get rid of me. So it's like if I if I'm if I'm a Sashi Brown and I'm doing the analytics thing and I'm killing the draft, but I ain't pleasant on my job. They might get rid of me, and we don't know how he was on the job. I'm not. I'm not saying that. This is. This is just a thing. We as minorities got to make sure, like you said, got to be overqualified. So it's like when you go to the job, you got to make sure you ain't giving them no reason to put you out. You got to be doing your job. You got to be a pleasant person. You got to go. At, you got to take everything to the max. And it's sad, but that's just. That's the only way we're gonna make a dent. Yeah. That was episode 71. You catch it on all major podcast platforms, Three Man Weave, Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. I'm Hill. That's AJ. That's Cannon. Yes, sir. Let's get it. <laughs>